free today. But in this first hour, two conversations. On the B side of this hour, one of my favorite guests is back, Ellie Mistall, justice correspondent for The Nation magazine and author of one of my favorite books of last year, Allow Me to Retort, A Black Guy's Guide to the Constitution. We will talk to Ellie about why the DOJ lawyers, Department of Justice, are cowards, his words, cowards if they do not indict Donald Trump. He'll also enlighten us uh, on the court case that could legalize the next coup. Wow. The always insightful and always delightful Ellie Mistall joins us on the backside of this hour. But we commence today's show in conversation with California State Senator Steve Bradford, author of uh, the uh, bill SB 796, the bill that cleared the way for the county of Los Angeles to return land in Manhattan Beach, California, to the Bruce family, which, as we discussed in an exclusive conversation yesterday, the Bruce family has now decided to sell back to L.A. County for $20 million before he gets on a plane to head up to Sacramento to um, uh, preside over today's Senate session. Uh, he's stopping by our studios right quick to talk about this issue. Steve Bradford, Senator, good to see you. Good to see you, Mr. Smiley. Happy New Year, sir. Same to you. Let me jump right in and make the most of this uh, 30 minutes that we have before you uh, run out of here and catch that flight to Sacramento to do to do the people's business uh, in the in the state capitol. First of all, let me start broadly. What did you make of the news that the Bruce family had decided for $20 million to sell this land back to L.A. County? And you're the guy that sponsored the bill to clear the way for the sale to happen. Well, it wasn't. For the, for the transfer of the land, I should say. To yes, yeah, the yeah. transfer. Yeah, yeah. Not at all surprised. Mm-hmm. And um, I can say it's bittersweet. Uh, it's a fact that I'm happy that the family's being able to take over, to, uh, take advantage of the financial benefits that this land is going to afford them, some financial in- independence. But it's sad in the same uh, aspect that they wouldn't be able to live out their family's dreams of continuing to operate that as a resort, as a, uh, a thriving business there in the city of Manhattan Beach. It's no secret that the city of Manhattan Beach had never welcomed them uh, with warm arms, so they didn't feel welcome. So I think it's the logical choice uh, uh, right now at this time to take advantage, as they say, make hay while the sun's shining. So uh, the land's here. It's very little else they could do with it at this point. Yep. There were... Uh so many responses yesterday. I, I was looking at our socials yesterday afternoon and, and again last evening, and the responses are just all over the place. Uh, responses to our conversation yesterday with George Fathery III that you heard. Uh, the uh, lawyer for the Bruce family was uh, exclusively uh, talking to us yesterday, and the responses uh, to that conversation have been all over the place. And mm-hmm. I was just fascinated last night to to read some of them. And let me just share a few things that I've been thinking about uh, and get your take on these. Some of these are thoughts that I've had. Others are thoughts that I've seen expressed on our socials, uh, but thoughts nonetheless about this conversation yesterday and about the predicament that we are in right now vis-a-vis the family selling this land back to the county. First of all, in no particular order, um, I was thinking last night that George Father III yesterday said that uh, the $20 million figure came about because that was the appraised value. Uh, Put another way, he called it the fair market value. Um, That may be true. But I was thinking last night, if we were in a court of law, we'd be asking for damages plus pain and suffering. You see where I'm going with this? Without a doubt. We'd be asking for damages plus pain and suffering. So $20 million may be the starting point, but brother, it ain't the ending point. That's the damage part. Now, what about the pain and suffering of 100 years of our being kept out, kept away from our birthright? I think, having said that, that $20 million is way too low. 
I ain't mad at the family for, ex for exercising their agency, their right to self-determination. I ain't mad at them. It's their choice. But I think they're playing themselves. I think $20 million is way too low. That's me. What say you, Senator Bradford? I, I mean, when you factor in all that's involved here, I think it's like you say, fair market value. But if you want to add in, you know, 100 years of denial of uh, financial gain and uh, generational wealth, yes, you could add that on. I think that's why the initial uh, price that was appraised, or I, I shouldn't even say appraised, that was associated with the legislation was much higher mm -hmm. because they were kind of like considering all of that and the fact that if you could change the zoning. Right now mm -hmm. it's zoned in for just public use anyway. So that's what impacts value. We often hear about real estate location, location, location. Right. But after 1948, it was also zoning which came into place that replaced restrictive covenants. So we've, if the city, I mean, the family wasn't able to rezone it for commercial or some kind of, you know, housing use. That's where the value is yeah. today based on that alone. But, yes, you're talking about the damages. That could have been factored in or should have been factored in. And George yesterday corrected us, uh, corrected the record on the value of the land. He said there's $20 million. That was the appraised value. The number originally floated was 70 or 75. So I went last night and did some research to find out where did that number first come from. And the best I can tell is that number came from Janice Hahn, who's now the president of the board of the uh, supervisors of L.A. County. That number was first floated by um, uh, Janice Hahn. And I think she's onto something because, to your point, if those restrictions were taken away, the value of that land goes significantly above $20 million. If you can build on it, if, you, if the zoning changes, it goes way above $20 million. So that number yesterday that George pushed back on, respectfully, love that, brother, that is the appraised value as it is presently zoned. Yes. But if you change the zoning of that, oh, my God, I think Janice Hahn is onto something, that the number goes up to 70 or 75. Here again, I think that the family may be playing itself with all due respect. When we come forward with State Senator Steve Bradford, who sponsored the bill, SB 796, they cleared the way for this land to be initially transferred that the family is now selling back to L.A. County. I'm going to tell you something else. Two other reasons that struck, two other things, I should say, that struck me last night. Yeah, I can call them reasons. Reasons why I'm skeptical about this $20 million. You want to hear these other two. Uh, and one of them has to do with, uh, let me tease this, why the county of L.A., who put out statements Everywhere yesterday, Janice Hahn put out a statement as president of the board. The CEO put out a statement yesterday. Everybody's putting out statements congratulating the family, saying, you know, that they that we stand behind the family. It's their right to self-determination. Uh, if this is what they want to do, it's all about them exercising their own right. Okay, I get all the lovely statements. But here's my question. Why are the good white folk at the county so anxious to pay $20 million? Y'all are way too anxious to pay this $20 million tab. I digress. More with Steve Bradford, State Senator, when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. I don't mean to put uh, State Senator Steve Bradford uh, in, an, in an awkward position, but as a politician, he ought to be used to it by now. <laughs> That's what y'all do, man. You get asked awkward and difficult questions. So I can put you on the spot. I'm just going to tell you what I think, okay? I think that the county of L.A. is way too anxious to pay this $20 million tab. I ain't never seen white folk this quick to write a check to some Negroes at the level of $20 million because they know they're getting a steal. They know they're getting a deal. That's my assessment. I repeat again, I think with all due respect to the family, this land is considerably undervalued at $20 million. It is their right. And, you know, what, what do we have to say about their decision? But in the interest of, um, you know, full disclosure, 
I just think that uh, the figure that uh, the president now of the County Board of Supervisors, Janice Hahn, initially put out, you know, 70, 75 million is a more accurate number. Now, you ask me, why, Tabish, if that number was out there, are we dealing with $20 million? Well, I think what happened, you know, I could be wrong about this, but my sense is, knowing how politics works, Senator Bradford, <laughs> when that number first got out, somebody yanked Janice Hahn by her coattail and said, uh, Supervisor Hahn, uh, you need to pipe down on that number because what you're going to do is make the county negotiate against itself. If the family sees that number of 70, 75, and that's the number that we think it's valued at, they're going to ask for $75 million. Uh, and so that number mysteriously disappeared. And yesterday, George Fathery III pushed back on that number. But my sense is that they knew that number was accurate. But they pulled back on that so they wouldn't have to negotiate against themselves. Hence, you end up at an appraisal of $20 million. The other thing is this. And these stories, you're the state senator. You know this. I've seen you talk about this. Uh, I've seen your legislation around and connected to issues like this. Um, racial profiling. It seems to me, and the, 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 the data is incontrovertible. You see it all the time. These stories where a black family tries to sell a house. You know I'm going, right? Whitewashing. There you go. Black family tries to sell it. They underappraise it. They take all the black stuff off the wall, put up white art, you know, redecorate it, put it back out again. The value goes up three or four times mm-hmm. when a white family is selling it. I don't know how Sidney Austin, the law firm, did the appraisal, but if they knew you were appraising it for some black folk, again, I'm not sure that the number was going to be exactly what it should have been. I'm saying a lot. I'm going to shut up. Those are just some thoughts that were running through my head last night. Comment on any or none of it. I, I think that's a legitimate argument you're, you're making. I, I, too, believe the property is valued at much more if it is rezoned Mm -hmm. and i think that appraisal again is starting from what what it's currently zoned for for public use a park a lifeguard training station that's that's there but if it was rezoned for housing on both north and south that abuts that property right there are million dollar townhomes and condos Mm -hmm. imagine if you were able to build 20 or 30 of them there or whatever you know you could do imagine if you were able to bring the resort back the lodging the restaurant that the family initially started with 100 years ago imagine what that value of that property would be but currently as it's zoned just for public use that is what the starting point is and i think that's the argument that they're falling back on because only the county can use the land right now, yeah. the, the way it's zoned. They're the only logical taker. But I assure you, at the zoning, I had people calling me last night, black investors, saying, we want to buy the property. And once I told them it was zoned just for public use, they said, I get it now. Because they, too, said, we got more than $20 million. We'd love to buy the property. I'm glad you raised that because I wanted to raise it as well. So let me just let me just go there now. Um, I got calls last night as well. I mean, all kinds of people calling me because they knew that I had access, obviously, to the attorney for the family because he was sitting in that seat that you're sitting in right now. He was just in that seat yesterday. So they knew, obviously, I had access to him. They were calling me from all across the country, in fact, uh, to get to the attorney because their thing was Tavis. We will pay more than $20 million. We will put together a black consortium. We will pay more than $20 million for that land to still be black owned. To your point, once they hear the zoning issue, uh, um, they, 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 they think again, right? Mm-hmm. And you could take a gamble. One could roll the dice and say, I'm going to pay you more than $20 million, and then I'll fight with the city of Manhattan Beach to get the zoning changed. 
But to your point, the city of Manhattan Beach has not been kind to the Bruce family. As the attorney, George Fathery III, said yesterday, Manhattan Beach ain't even apologized yet publicly not to a word. the family. There was a city council meeting about this. Mm-hmm. And in a, I was reading this again last night. In a city council meeting, they decided on the public record, the city council, that they were not going to apologize. So there was a meeting about it, and they decided we're not going to apologize at a public meeting. So if you think you're black, as part of any consortium, and you're going to buy this land and then fight with the city to rezone it, I'm not sure that's a winning strategy either. It, it's not. And understanding that the Bruce family is not millionaires, they didn't have time for these frivolous lawsuits, uh, not only from challenging the city, but I assure you it would be environmental groups who would lodge all kind of lawsuits just on, oh, you can't do this because it's on coastal land mm-hmm. you can't do you know, we're, we're going to have more environmental lawsuits so they knew they were going to be facing that uphill battle and i think this was the i i would say the simplest and easiest path for them and i guess the most economical right now for them you know financially mm-hmm. benefiting them right now to do it because at best they would be landlords yeah. and at four hundred thousand, maybe i would have you know leased it to the county for a few more years and reaped that as well but uh they said hey let's Get get while the getting's good. So. Yeah, that's the other issue I raised with George yesterday. That <clears throat> they're reportedly getting, he did not deny this yesterday. They're reportedly getting just under half million dollars mm-hmm. a year. Um, so call it a half million dollars a year for leasing the land. I would have stressed that out as long as I could. Exactly. Stressed that half million dollars out a year uh, as long as I could before you were forced to do this because this is already written into the deal that they could sell it yep. back to the county. So get your money, man. Run me my coins for 10, 20 years. Then maybe we'll sell it somewhere down the road. But I guess Negroes can't live on half a million dollars a year, so they want to do 20 and split it amongst the family. Again, it's their family, not mine. But if I were the, the if I were in that family conversation, I would have been uh, stressing to my siblings that we're going to stress this a little bit longer before we sell it. You going to say something? I would just say that I guess the only uh, drawback there is if the county chose to exit the lease early Mm -hmm. and not extend it another 10 years or 20 years because they had that right to because they might say, hey, we don't want to be a tenant paying a half a million dollars. Let's go find our own land again and and build our another that's, facility that's a good point because if the county is the only person that can logically use mm-hmm. it anyway mm-hmm. then then you're you're stuck yeah if the county pulls out yeah yeah i'll take your point i'll take your point um uh, last couple of questions here in the four minutes i have left for you help on this plane to stack though um you are part of the uh state uh, reparations commission and we had a conversation with julianne malvo yesterday about this after george father the third's conversation getting her take on this connection to reparations how do you see this writ large in the context of a conversation about reparations and how it ought to work because when we saw this story uh, last june we were all excited that the family is getting their land back it was the best example so far in this country of reparations and now we can't tell that particular story anymore i guess the story still is they got the land back and they decided what they wanted to do with it so i'd spin the story that way if i were the bruce family but as one who's on the um, state senator on the california uh, Reparations Commission, your thoughts about the connection between the story as it's now changing and the broader issue of reparations? Well, I've often said this isn't reparations. Okay. Uh, when you steal something from someone and you return it, you steal my car and it's returned to me. You, have, <laughs> you haven't given me anything. You've returned my car. There you go. This property was stolen from them. Mm-hmm. But I've often said this is an example of what this state and this nation can do when you have committed elected officials to right the wrong. And this is an example of 
ways we can return property or deed over uh, government property mm -hmm. to families who lost land in the future as a form of reparations. Not that they necessarily owned it in the past, but mm -hmm. were denied ownership because of restrictive covenants and things of that nature. So we can do that. When there's a will, there's a way. So I think this is what uh, we could, we've could we shown through this whole process. But I, I see this more of atonement. I see this more as rest, uh, restitution, mm -hmm. again, a returning that which this family legally bought 100 years ago and had, you know, the city take it away from eminent domain and racism. So, yeah. um, Final question here. Uh, I hear your point. That's a very good point. It's not reparations in that sense. It's returning what was rightfully stolen. Mm -hmm. I take your point. Um, what's your sense, though, quickly of the broader conversation about reparations? California is really leading the nation uh, in advancing this conversation. Give me your quick uh, your quick thumbnail on where we are right about now. We, we did the initial report that came out last June. Now we're in the process over the next six months of putting the meat on the bones of uh, what reparations should look like. We're looking at a variety of things like free college at our UCs and CSUs. I think the state can pay financial uh, payments. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at a state that just passed a $300 billion budget, if we just did 0.5 percent, 0.5% mm -hmm. of that budget. That's $1.5 billion that you could put in a uh, trust fund or annuity to pay African-Americans who are descendants of slaves. So again, and I think this property, there's other government property that can be deeded over or transferred over to African-Americans. So I think this is what it's shown when you have the will of elected officials wanting to work together and do the right thing. We are blessed uh, and honored uh, and advantaged by the fact that Steve Bradford sits in the California State Senate. He's presiding over the Senate session today, hence his beautiful three-piece suit that he's donning today. You look sharp, brother. You look sharp. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> I'm going to let you go catch your plane. I got another two and a half hours of show to do, so we both got our work cut out for us. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming by. Thank you for having me. Elliot Mustall, After News, Traffic and Sports on KBLA Talk 1580.